millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, Danny Kelly was here, of course. Yes. And we had a good look back on the Premier League weekend. Well, a little bit of added value as we looked at whether teams have been over or underperforming so far in the season, as it's an international break upon us once again, frustratingly. Mm. Um, we also had a bit of a chat, like we always do, we covered did, some yeah. ground. Andy was uh, very fulsome in his very fulsome in his praise of Arsenal's win <laughs> over City. I think you, you'd appreciate that today, Arsenal fans. And also, we spoke to the principal of a school in West Belfast, who is dumbstruck because Kanye mm. West has been spotted wearing one of her school tops, but not just. A normal run-of-the-mill school top. Anyway, she explained all. So here it is. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Isn't it football so funny, though, isn't it? I mean, that game yesterday, first yeah. of all, was a terrible game. Right, yeah. Second, in desperate for game ever needed a goal. That was it, wasn't it? And it was a nil-nil all day until an incredibly fluky goal, a fluky winner that the keeper would definitely have saved. Hits Aki and it goes in. And suddenly it's all reinvention and this has been great planning and this, that and the other. You know, it was a nil-nil. That's what it was. You know, and it turned well, into I, a one-nil. Look at, I didn't see the game. I've come on to why in a minute. I, 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 was, I had to catch up with highlights yesterday. But, um, I mean, it was one-nil, Andy, because it, it definitely said so in the papers. No, no, it was one-nil. Yeah, it was one-nil. <laughs> but if you know what I mean, if it had been nil-nil, no, nobody would have said anything because mm. that's what it was. And uh, But there you go. That's, that's the way I don't think the Arsenal fans will agree with you at this stage. And of course but, they won't, um, but, you know, that's what they love getting carried away. No Rodri, no De Bruyne, you know, but... Uh, and City, honestly, they should have been two 0 up before the game, even you know, five right. minutes of the game. So that would have been a completely different game. So I wouldn't get too carried away. Thank you, you know, Caller. That's Andy, the Chelsea are, fan. Look, they're going to be top four. There's no question about that. They're probably mm. going to be second minimum, and they might even win it. But we'll see. You know. Mm. But uh, it was an incredibly I, um, disappointing game. I didn't see it live because I went along to see the fifth different event I've watched at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. You're a great patron. Obviously, the Spurs, yeah. the the women's team, I went and watched Tremendous, there. Yeah. I've watched the Rugby League. We had the Challenge Cup final yeah, there a couple good, of yeah. years ago. The Rugby Union. I went and watched a bit of Rugby Union there as well. Amazing. And yesterday, the American football. You love an oval ball. Yeah, the, <laughs> the American football. And it's a fantastic event. I mean, the yeah. noise levels were incredible. We mm. were in with the... Bills fans yesterday, mm. um, and they were loving it. They, I, because I was. You often well, said even they were losing. No, not no. I mean, the, I mean the atmosphere, the stadium. Yeah. We we're chatting to a guy next to us, 
And I said, how do you feel about losing a regular season game? Because you don't mm. get many. Yeah. And he said, well, look, now it's a chance to come to London. You know, everybody, no one's too fussed about it. Yeah, generally, people are really, pleased. Yeah. He said there was people back at home watching it. 9.30 in the morning, that kicked off Eastern time. Yeah, well, it would be. Yeah. So what they're doing at the moment is people are just spending all day in bars and restaurants and just watching football battles. Well, that's what the NFL I'm sure. love about London. The they, games, it gives them all day football. I yeah. wonder if someone there at the Premier League was there yesterday and wrote down 9.30am kick-off on a Sunday, <laughs> question mark. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what was quite troubling. Uh, a mate of mine who I sit with at Spurs is in, uh, is involved with a podcast yeah. uh, called Unofficial Partner, and they spoke to Richard Scudamore, um, the former boss of the Premier League, mm. and he admitted that quite a few times in discussions in Premier League meetings, a number of clubs who he doesn't name would bring up the idea of no promotion or relegation. Well, those are the ones with American owners, I think, you'll find. And he had to shoot it down every time. You know, he said, whenever the discussion Mm. came up that we should scrap promotion and relegation, you'd be sat there going, no, 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 uh, he Mm. said in the Amy Winehouse style. Well, it just shows how little they understand about it. Because the trap door is uh, the jeopardy point. It's Mm. the competitive tension point. You know, we would sit centrally and be delighted um, when the bottom team beat the top. What you really want is any club on a given day to go out and beat the other club. That's the central perspective. He said, well, well done, well, Richard right. Scudamore. Of course. But, <clears throat> excuse me, it took me back to Robert mm. Kraft, the Patriots owner, when he mm. came in yeah, here I and said he would never buy into a Premier League club all the time there was mm. um, no promotion or relegation because he couldn't budget for it. Yeah. Talking of American owners, uh, yeah. one of my highlights of the weekend was Shide Khan's moustache. Mm. Mm. Absolutely splendid. I've, I voted Is that your a, new fanzine? I voted a 10 on the Dick Strawbridgeometer. <laughs> it's tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. What a moustache. Absolutely excellent. <clears throat> and uh, surprise, oh dear, excuse surprise. Me. I know you're going to find mm. this massive yeah. surprise, all uh, cricket lovers, but uh, the pitch for India versus Australia s- suited the Indian no. spinners, I know. Really? Who would have thought it? Was it quite spin-friendly? Oh, yeah, very yeah. much. Honestly, who would have thought it? Someone went out there and did a George Davis on the square before. <laughs> there's there's, there's, there's one for the teenagers. Danny Kelly will get there. He'll be up next. There's an ICC um, mm. independent pitch inspector mm. for this. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know where he was. <laughs> well, you know, if you have a World Cup in your country, you work the conditions, well, you don't do, you? Do you blame them do. for that? No, I don't blame them for that at all. But, and they played very well. Yeah. But it doesn't do to drop Coley when you've, you've got the opposition three down. You're only defending 199 and then you drop the, one of the best chasers in world cricket. But there you go. England That's... got a big game tomorrow. We'll keep you updated with that. They need to win, don't they, mm. really? Otherwise, they're going to be behind the eight ball, I think, in this tournament. A couple of things to get oh, you going yeah. on. I've um, got one as well. Okay, go on. Mm. Hit us with your one, Andy. Well, it was the... Uh, it, mm. Mike Brearley was at the Cheltenham Literary Festival. He had a very oh, yeah. serious message to say, but I, I, I know that that's one of Alan's mm. favourite events, the Cheltenham I do Literary. love the Cheltenham Literary. We're staying at John Joe O'Neill's library. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a fancy. Me and Ray went out, you know, we read a couple of books, or well, we didn't actually. We lent a glass of wine on a couple of books. Yeah. So if you've got any suggestions, see all for the, the pictures Kelton yesterday. Literary festival. I'll take those. What a lineup! I think Ray had had a drink. My guess mm. would be. Oh yeah. Um, Big Allen, um, Frankie, De, little Frankie de Tory with Big Allen. Where were they? They were at the Arsenal game. They oh, the well, Arsenal did they? Game. Oh, right, OK. Noel Gallagher taking it on the chin from oh, yeah, all these gooners and everybody else. <laughs> no, he was actually, you did know, he? he said we didn't deserve to win. I think it's a little no, viral club. I don't think either team deserved to and win. And Gary this. Kemp of Spandau fame mm. is also a big um, Arsenal fan. They were all together getting on it in oh, the yeah. executive boxes. Tremendous. Mm. 
Oh, so anyway, a couple of things to get you going on. So what was the point of that? Did you have a... Oh, oh yeah. Did uh, you want... Suggestions for the Cheltenham Literary Festival. What would Alan Alan's and Ray go up to at the events, Cheltenham yeah. Literary Festival? Yeah. Okay, go on then. Talksport.com, text 1889, tweet TSH&J. Tommy Fleetwood hit a golf fan um, oh, yeah, with a ball the other day. Really horrible. Yeah, I think he's okay. A little bit of claret. It was, yeah. Andrew Summerskill was his name. He was watching uh, in playing the Dunhill Lynx. And uh, he took one on the bonce. Blood running down. We hope he's okay, but um, you can get struck with the ball. In fact, I thought I might open it up today um, because, you know, people join us all the time. They may have other stories. What were you hit with, we're interested in, whether it was a ball or otherwise? The the thing you were struck with uh, okay, would interest yeah. me. And blindsiding you, potentially, as well as the ball. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text to 81089 or tweet to TSH&J. Things aren't going too bad for Cov, the mighty Coventry City at the moment. And Mark Robbins said a lot of it's been to do with little team outings. They take the boys out, the coaching staff and the team go out. Yeah. And uh, they said, we've been doing a bit of 10-pin bowling. He says, with varying degrees of success, it's good for team bonding. It's players v staff. He says, who won? Well, it wasn't the players. But I'm thinking... <laughs> well, they're not so good. <laughs> I mean, if they went out paintballing, my money might be on the players. Yeah. But I just think, is that, is that a young man's game, the 10-pin bowling? I don't know. Maybe it's not. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's a few places like Star Lanes. Oh, know, yeah. Bar I'm just wondering if, if he's competitively loaded it in the coach's favour. Mm. So we have a few of those. Competitively loading the odds or stacking the odds in your favour. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. We may get you involved in something else, a bizarre mm. story. Aren't they all really bizarre stories ever around Kanye West? But possibly one of the most bizarre stories ever involving Kanye West and the world of sport. We'll bring you that mm. a little bit later on. Um, that's sport in Ireland. And that's where we're heading next, because Danny Kelly's going to join us as we look back over the Premier League weekend. We'll also be... Looking at the story so far for all the Premier League clubs and deciding whether they are on par, below par, as in a negative below par mm. at the moment in the terms of yes. their performances, or punching. Um, mm. Danny will run us through all those as well as every game in the Premier League in a few moments' time. We're here with Tool Station as always. Save up to 25% with Tool Station's DeWalt trade deals. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Time then to look at each Premier League game one by one with uh, Danny Kelly, as always. Good afternoon, Danny. Hello, chaps. And so let me get this right. We're doing the beloved, below and above par, the opposites of the way it works in, in actual golf, yeah? That's right, yeah. That, yeah. I, I'm, I'm aware it is confusing. <laughs> but you often say to someone, how are you feeling? I'm, I feel a bit below par at the moment. Yeah, which brilliant. Really, in, yeah. in reality brilliant. means you should be feeling good. But So that's what we're going to do. We're going to do well, good. Uh, par, good. below par. Or punching those teams yeah. who are performing better than we expected as we've got an international break. So we'll just sure. add that to the mix as we go through game by game. But it's all about game by game, as always. So let's kick off uh, in the obvious way. Arsenal 1, Manchester City nil. Who's been in touch? Mm. Malcolm's an Arsenal fan. Mm. He, th- this is the way he saw it. He said it was a tense game of chess won by a brave young manager and a team that's growing match by match. Arsenal had Manchester City sewn up in the second half and only one team was going to win it. And they did. So that was an Arsenal yeah, right. fan's perspective. Andy obviously saw it slightly different. Yeah, I think Mal- Malcolm's was in response to Andy's uh, <laughs> slightly bitter intro. I say I didn't see it live. I'll bow to your superior knowledge. Danny, what was your take on it? Well, um, a couple of things, really. First of all, mm. a really important result off the back end of a very average game where the sides were completely cancelling each other out for long periods. And thank goodness 
there was a winner. Otherwise, we'd be going on about Kov, the Kovacic red card mm. for the next fortnight, wouldn't we? Mm. Um, I thought, I thought it, you know, it's not a surprise that Manchester City are slightly spluttering. They have lost the entire of the midfield that won the treble a few months ago. No Gundogan, no Stones, no De Bruyne, no Rodri. I know Arsenal are missing their forward mm. players, their wide forward players. But even Manchester City, with all its resources, cannot afford to lose an entire squadron of midfield players like that. And it's no wonder they were trying to get Pakita in the last mm. knockings of the transfer window, because he must have seen this coming. I mean, he's not, he's not deliberately set himself the task of winning, you know, or taking apart a treble team in, in two months and starting again. Um, but, uh, you know, a draw would have been a fair result in the game, I thought. But, it would. In, it was but a great Arsenal, time to play them. It was. Yeah, I mean, of course. No Rodri, no De Bruyne, you know, it made a big difference. Well, they would point to Martinelli and Saka, wouldn't they? Mm. Yeah, well, Martinelli played. Came on when <laughs> well, he came on. Yeah, yeah, he made did, a yeah. key difference. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah. So I don't even count that. We should salute Saliba. That's a lot to say. Got a bit suffering suckatash there. A bit there. lucky. I thought it was a foul on... I thought it was a last-man foul on Harlan. No one seemed what, to... What, when it's a body check? Yeah. You thought that was a foul? I did. Harlan yeah. does that to people all the times, and it's mm. just seen as, um, you know, shoulder to shoulder. I'm Peter Wall. I think you're incredible. I mean... Honestly, people would be expecting me to be more biased against Arsenal. You've been incredibly... Bu- I mean, you're very anti-Arsenal, Andy. Oh, have you only just noticed? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least, he's, at least he's honest about it. Dan. Well, it'd be, it'd be quicker to list the teams which he's not biased yeah. against, wouldn't it? Let I was watching with my grandson. He said to me, Dad, he said, Grandad, I hate Arsenal. I said, good lad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Hate's a strong word. Really, really, that's what he said. Saliba stats. He won 100% of his duels, 97% of his passes, mm. didn't commit a single foul, didn't get dribbled past mm. one. That, that's a pretty decent performance, I would say. Yeah, and he may, he may have... No, he's he, a very he, good player. Yeah, he probably... Uh, he, with Van Dijk coming slightly off of his great form a few years ago, off the back of that injury, he may be as good a centre-back as there is in the Premier League. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, that Malcolm... And, that, and the, loss of, the loss of him yeah. at the end of the last season was critical, oh, wasn't sure, it? Oh, sure, Yeah. I mean, Malcolm's saying that was a great mm. rear guard. And he has got a point. I mean, I think... Did I read today that City haven't lost back-to-back league games for five seasons? No, no, he was... Um, yeah, and they bit... often, you know, stutter yeah. in, in, in the autumn. Let's see what they do when they go on there, win 16 games in a row yeah. after Christmas. Four shots on target. So, okay, let's, let's ask the question, Danny. Mm. Um, of the, let's kick mm. off with Arsenal. Mm. Are they uh, pretty much on par? Are they below par? Uh, or are they punching? Well, I mean, they're joint top. Only... I'd, say they're, I'd say they're punching slightly. Um... You think Arsenal are? Yeah, I think even I, based you know, on last season. I think they're sure. par. They're par. They're okay. second. That's where they're going to be. They're going to be top four. They could win it, but they're definitely not going to be not to. I think they're par. Absolutely par. Really, that's okay. interesting. What makes City you think are, they're punching down? What, what was your expectation I, I, no, on them ju- this season? Ju- I wondered whether they could keep up the level that they showed last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the the bringing in of Rice and it really showed with no Rodri, he kind of. In yeah. a low-key way, dominated the game. Yeah. Um, but I still thought they'd come off of that form of last year because of the, uh, the disappointment of the way that it ended for them. So I think they're doing slightly better than they would have been expected squad. at this stage. Havertz made a difference when he came on yesterday. That yeah. was a good assist by him. And, you know, having partly mm. back, I mean, all those players that came on as subs, yeah, that, mm. that depth in the squad's going to be key. I, I would have said Pyre expected him to be second, although I did expect City probably to be above them. Um, sure. So on that basis... Why, who are, Paul? Oh, well, I will come on to that later. <laughs> far be it from yeah, me. We've, we've got Arsenal the first game after the international break. At, at your place? Yeah, and I'd love it. 
love it if we beat them. But we, <laughs> and now that you're the, now you're the goal will, kings though. of the Premier League, Andy, as yeah. you predicted. Free scoring no, Chelsea. They're miles ahead of where we are. Um, so, so City, on that basis, game. I mean, it's hard to think that you know a team can be where they are in third and say they're below par. Oh, they're definitely below par. Well, they are. Yeah, I mean, they're playing. I mean, yeah. they are by their standards. But as Andy said, they're often they're often slow starters, mm. aren't they? Generally, yeah, they, they will they will take the par over the course of the season, not eight games. In which yeah. case, they would say this is pretty much standard for us. Mm. But but judging on performances, particularly since they lost Rodri, you'd have to say they are slightly below par, wouldn't you? Mm. Just a quick one um, on the way. Pep Guardiola, by the way, loved being told that they'd lost back to back league games. Yeah. He pointed out they'd won five of the last six championships in response. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about sledgehammer to crack a nut. Just a very quick one on Michael Oliver. I said the other week, mm. watching him in the flesh at Spurs, he referees like no other. Premier League referee has total confidence. When he said that second uh, yellow card for Kovacic, he made it very clear, not just to the crowd that he wasn't going to give it, but to the VAR as well. I mean, if Howard Webb had 10 Michael Olivers... Um, he's the best be referee better. by a mile. Well, he's yeah. the best referee by a mile. you know, you don't want a big game 10 against 11 unless you really no. have to. Yeah. Although, so having was, said that... He was a bit fortunate, Cobb. He could have got red for the yeah. first challenge. It was horrible. And oh, it wasn't yeah. a lot different between yeah. that and the Curtis Jones. Really. For them. He's, yeah. he's so we move on then, Brighton 2, Liverpool Ooh, good game. 2. Yeah, again... A, a, a bit of weariness, uh, certainly. Brighton is catching up with Brighton a little bit, isn't it? This, you know, Sunday mm. uh, Thursday business. Yeah, they did well. I think that'll help them, though, getting a point from that one. Yeah. Um, it, was a, it was a fun game, though, wasn't it? Mm. You know, there was um, lots of mistakes. The two teams who are desperate to play um, harem, scarem football at the back and then pressing each other. There was a lot, a lot of good things in it. For me, the highlight was the, me imagining the atmosphere in the VAR room as they were reviewing Liverpool's penalty. <laughs> I, and it took quite a while, didn't it? And I was just thinking, can you just imagine what's going through these blokes' minds now? Um, I mean, I thought it was a penalty. Um, oh, it was but, two penalties, actually. Yeah, yeah, there was mm. a shirt pull prior to that, wasn't there? Yeah, the but I just thought, I, I wonder if they're being extra careful here and saying to each other, you absolutely sure about this? Yeah. Um, but it was, it was a really good game, and, and it hinged... I, I mean, I don't know where the stats come from about playing out from the back. It hinged once again on mistakes made or good pressing onto teams who are trying to play it out very, you know, the thing carefully is, when from it, the back. When it works, you're you're in. If you if you yeah. beat the press, yeah. you're in. You can see why they want to do it, and you can see the risk. But, but I what's thought... so funny, Andy? What's so interesting to me about it is that obviously it's the fashion just now, mm. and anyone who who's what started watching the game set 14 years of age, I would think that's the way mm. football is now. It has to be mm. like that. But it will change again because the set, you know, stats were proving when we were all, you know, much younger men that the thing to do was to hump the ball forward. I want to mm. see a team like, for example, sign Ivan Tony and then have some other big, like, say it was Chelsea and Brochure, and you just put those two up front and then you all Lump these press, you just yeah. play them and you get players around them. Yeah. I'm dying to see a coach do oh, this because yeah. I think it would work. But there we go. L- Luton have the size of personnel, but just they just well, haven't got it together to do it yet. Yeah. Got, yeah, Great got... dummy by Harvey yeah. Elliott. That was so clever the oh, way yeah. he did that. It was really brilliant. They said he shouldn't be insisted. Also, I noticed something when. Klopp calmed Deserby down. Mm. Obviously, it's, it's always that thing where a big bloke can calm a small angry bloke down. I know this to be true. <laughs> <laughs> he is often a small angry man, isn't he? Uh, Deserby he does. Oh, aim, he is, oh yeah. no, you are as well. <laughs> Blimey, not much. And when and when Jao Pedro mm. missed that really good chance towards the end, 
He was so he, he made such a bunny hop. I thought he was going to pull a hamstring to Serbia. He could <laughs> yeah. easily have injured himself. It there, was harder he? to do that than to score, you know. But I think two two was a good. Saw thing. plenty of that this week. Yeah. They also yeah. seem to have done very well. Carlos Belaber, nineteen year old, twenty three million quid. They've got more gold on their hand. Oh, right? The, the recruitment the, the, the department have done it again. Finish from him. Yeah, yeah. at the other end of that scale, nice. though, the third successive game, Evan Ferguson has started but not finished. To Serbia. Mm. Seems to not be getting what he wants from him. He's been taken off twice at half time in recent times. Yeah. So the golden he's a young boy, player, though. a young he's lad, young. just a young lad. Yeah, um, and sure. magnanimous from the Brighton fans, uh, McAllister got a good reception. I mean, it's not like he was a club legend; he was just passing through. But they made a tidy yeah, profit. A very good season, um, so yeah, well so. done to them because that doesn't always happen at Thank football, you. of course. This was um, another so good we should game. just very oh, yeah. quickly say um, that's Liverpool. Uh, they find themselves fourth at the moment, par below par, punching par. Par. I'm, I'm par. That was quite quick. And Brighton, with uh, the complication of European football for the first time, sixth, I'd say, with European football, they're par slash punching for me, Danny. Under par, since the European... Under cap. par. Yeah, because since or the European... I'm not yeah, talking they, about they, their performances. They, they, you know, they, they gained a lot of points before Europe. Since then, it's not been so I'm clever. I'm talking about where they're sitting in the league, sixth. Full spectrum, so I'm going par, so all three of us disagree <laughs> there. Brilliant. OK. Tell us what you make of all that. Talksport.com, text 1889, tweet TSH&J. If you don't agree with what we've said about your club... Let us know. 0371722333. Let's run ask. Don't bother. He's a panto villain, Andy. Take no notice of him. <laughs> He's not worth it. Um, <laughs> West Ham 2, Newcastle 2 coming up shortly. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. You asked what um, Alan Brazil and Ray Parler will get up to at the Cheltenham Literary Festival. Oh, yes. um, a nice suggestion from Glenn the Happy Hammer. Surely they do a reading from uh, the two gentlemen of Peroni. <laughs> Beautiful, Glenn. I take it Mrs. Kelly's in attendance. As, as she a, is indeed, yes, yeah. yeah. So uh, she, she's there for the next 10 days or so, yeah. um, interviewing the great and the good. Um, I'm I'm left here uh, oh. to feed the cats and fend for myself, Paul. <laughs> oh, dear. Soon, you'll be okay. Soon, Soon I shall be eating toast from a bowl. <laughs> Felix is listening. He's looking clean shaven. He's looking very good. Yeah. He's all smartly dressed. He's, he's coping. Yeah. Don't worry, yeah. he's coping. That, you, that's only from the chest up, Paul. Chest yeah. up. <laughs> he's sitting there in his underpants. We can't tell. That's it. So no. we move on. We're chasing our tails already. Let's crack on. West yes. Ham 2, Newcastle United 2. Not Again, game. sort of Thursday, you know, after you know after the Lord Mayor show type hangovers. Not for West Ham, who were able to make five changes and beat Freiburg. But obviously, they left a lot on the pitch, I Newcastle on Wednesday night against PSG and there was a little bit of that about yeah, the... Eddie Howe complaining a bit about their, not complaining but saying their bench wasn't as strong as it can be yeah yeah, credit to the, to the players here because you're right particularly Newcastle after that fantastic performance against Paris Saint-Germain um, this was the game where the fans if you check the reaction online um, this was this week's oh, the referee was terrible game both sides believed the referee was terrible um, and it kind of evened out. Bruno could easily have had a, a second yellow, Definitely. couldn't he? Um, that, that looked like a, a, a booking to me. Uh, I thought, I, mean, I don't understand the offside law anymore. I readily admit that. And Isaac's first goal, um, he's offside when the ball is kicked. So whatever happens after that, in my opinion, is irrelevant. Otherwise, what chance have the defenders got? They get a fellow offside, then he's, he, he pops up a second later and he's onside. That's how it works now. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I'd say I just, I just thought it was a good game and showed the, the depth of the Premier League. You wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if both these sides, for instance, could finish outside the top five or six. And mm. They're both very good football teams. Oh, yeah, it's a no, no, credit yeah. to the Premier Any, League. Anyone can finish from sort of fifth to 
trying to think. I think looking good. I said Gerard Bones just signed a new contract. Yeah, cutest, we see. Uh, Seven lovely, years, Chelsea-style contract. Yeah, yeah. Lovely, lovely finish. Mohamed could have scored a good goal. Mm. They're easing him in. Yeah. They don't want to. You know, they've got a lot of games I to do, play. He's I don't think good. they're overperforming West Ham. I mean, they're over. I presume. I mean, it's a, it's a nice problem to have. I presume they bought Kudus, hmm. believing that Pakatar was going to Manchester City that afternoon. Hmm. That didn't happen. So now they've got to kind of integrate two of them into the team in the mm. long run yeah no he looks very good business lovely mm. finish so punching West Ham would you say with the added I mean, yeah a little bit above their way 7th Danny yeah. what would you say I would say that they're slightly punching yeah they, okay uh, a par, part of punching Paul to use your mm. expression and New- Newcastle a bit under well, par at the moment yeah, they, yeah I mean they're, they're getting used to Europe they've made a mm. uh, you know poor start but they've picked up they've been doing better recently so they're 8th what are we going we're going I, I think I think they were punching last season, so I, I, I'm about okay. par. Yeah, I go about par currently. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah. Let's move on then. Wolves one, Aston Villa one. Quite a bad-tempered game this, or and even down to there's that thing of, of managers not. You can do anything. You know, probably punch each other in the face or throttle each other during the game, but if they don't shake it was hands a strange at the end, one, the, you know, you don't know who to fault there because it looked it looked like uh, Unai wanted the handshake, but then when Gary was talking to the fourth official, then Unai got fed up with waiting with his hand out. Went down that's the how tunnel. they that's how they both explained it. He was yeah, complaining well, to the fourth official, Gary, about the yeah. 114 minutes. Emery stuck around, thought he's he's going to be rowing for a while. Both of them are fine. He should have stuck around. But it's always blown out, mm. massively out of proportion. Same old problem for Wolves, really, in a lot of ways, yeah, not putting their chances away. He's doing a very he is doing good a very job. good job, but if only he could get... It wasn't his job, of course, as a player, but they, they, they just need to finish better, really, don't mm. they? Well, you know, Wang has got plenty of goals so far, and it's now the... It's the the 2023-2024 goal du jour, isn't it? The the pullback to your incoming Korean striker to side foot it first time into the net. <laughs> um, and he, is, he looks very good. But, of course, the star of the show again, Pedro Neto, in flashes, showed just what a fantastic player mm. um, he is. Uh, I mean, there wasn't much in this. It was I don't know what all the bad temper was about, really, because it was end-to-end and it mm. could have gone either way. I thought Villa probably shaded the actual play in the game. But I couldn't understand what the what the animosity was towards at the end at but all, Wolves, really. Wolves' gain is definitely Bournemouth's loss. We'll come on to that. I mean, yeah. what a bad decision that's looking now. Yeah, the sure. the header by Watkins. I mean, literally, the, we often say it was the last touch of the game, mm. and it isn't. But that was. It cannons mm. off the post. Mm. It runs free, yeah. and he yeah. blows the whistle. It would have been a bit harsh on Wolves, I think. Yeah, yeah. it would have been. So let's mm. have a look at where they're at at the moment. Villa, fifth. Again, with the added uh, complications of Europe on a Thursday night, yeah. so well, I think they're overperforming because you know they're over above where they're. Hang on, be. You're, you're confusing the scoring yeah. system. Are we now? punching? <laughs> or are we, are we par? Or are we below par? Meaning they're not very good. Well, they're not below par. I suppose they're about where they could be. I go par. I go mm, par to punching fifth. I just, having you? seen them in the uh, flesh, uh, I wasn't that impressed. So I still, even last season, I'm not. Entirely convinced about the way they play, mm. that they can sustain. Well, it seems a pretty good effective. Position. Fifth place okay. is punching for me for Aston Villa. And um, what about Wolves? Wolves, Wolves find themselves fourteenth. Uh, well, I think they're currently. punching above their weight because last year they were in trouble, and I don't think they'll be in any sort of trouble this year. Okay, no, well, they're four. Neto and Wang mean that they're about par. Yeah. For, they're, they're a good team. That well-known, unlikely firm of solicitors. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, eight <laughs> points Wolves got. I'd, I'd go. I'd, I'd go about. 
par at the moment, but I think they're I'm a bit like you. I think they're going to be fine under Gary O'Neill. Let's move on then to um, Manchester United 2, Brentford 1. Uh, the phrase papering over the cracks has been used a lot in the last couple of days. Mm. And it's, yeah, you should celebrate a win, but I think if you're a level-headed Manchester United fan, then you'll come away from that thinking, oh, we kind of got away with that there. <laughs> It was, you know, I'll take a romantic view of this. Manchester United are currently a bang average team, but they're still a great club. And on the day when they had black armbands on for Alex Ferguson's wife, Cathy, it was it was typical of the, of the club over the years. And I know people will be shouting at me now, but it was typical of the club that they found a way to find a way. And, um, you know, it was particularly fun as well that the two most abused players in the side, Harry Maguire, assists the winner for Scott McTominay. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they, they deserve to win. I thought they were the better team. Looking, I watched the whole game. I thought they were the better team, Manchester mm. United. Still not very good. Very clunky, relying on flashes of individual brilliance. Their pattern of play up front is, is obscure to me. Put it no mm. stronger than that. But of course, and Andy will now start to tell us about goalkeepers. If you bring in a goalkeeper to replace De Gea and he makes a mistake every second game, yeah. you're setting yourself a real task because that was another mm. shot that you should have stopped. Let's be honest. Mm. Bit of a lack of self-awareness from Eric Ten Hag at the end. He starts talking about McTominay being Manchester United through and through. You wanted rid of him, for goodness yeah. sake. Come on. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. He stayed uh, the, I mean, the goalkeeper point. had a bit of a... Bit oh, of a torrid. Yeah. I mean, both yeah, of those yeah. were very poor goals to give away, oh, yeah. weren't they? Kosher. Yeah, that yeah, wasn't that's great. Strictly kosher to me, but there you go. Um, and the, the midfield access of Casemiro and Amrabat, if is that going forward? I wonder if he could do with some slightly more legs in in uh, in yeah, that. Maybe think, one of I, I one. Think Casemiro. Evil. They were writing him off in the paper today. They have been. He's been getting yeah. a bit of stick. The thing is, mm. yeah, he's he's, he's fin- I mean, he's only thirty-one. We're carrying on like he's forty-two. A lot of miles on the clock. A lot of miles. Well, he, on well, the well, clock, he was maybe. he was fantastic at times last season. Who's their best player? Brilliant. But. You know, I think you need somebody with much greater mobility around him if you're going to play a two in there. Mm. And I'm not sure that's for all his uh, for all his uh, skill sets that Amrabat is that exactly. But McTominay's the same problem, isn't it? Very, very devoted, diligent player, physically strong. But again, are you going to get him into enough places on the pitch? Um, yeah. to make a difference the way the game is currently being I'm, played. I'm getting a bit worried about Brentford, though. They'll be all right because the three teams... You're right to be worried about them. The three mm. teams at the bottom are worse than anybody and they're definitely going down. A couple of key injuries. But, Results you know, not going their way. Yeah, it's the injuries that are really yeah. hurting them. I mean, Rico, see, Rico not, Henry was a big I mean, loss. They could be transformed second half of the season if Ivan Tony decides to see out the season for them. That could be huge yeah, for or them. or they use the, you know, to as a bargaining chip and I will buy somebody yeah I think they, they're certainly missing goals up front Manchester United more, more than that. Manchester United 10th we would say they are below par Very in terms of the par. season and so, are and so are Brentford so really. are Brentford so full agreement there across the panel yeah. first time very good I'm glad we're a panel full, we're a panel yeah, yeah. I promoted us to a panel yeah <laughs> very <laughs> soon we'll be a committee and eventually Andy I hope we can aspire to oh. be a quango I'm just quite <laughs> proud to be a panel um, Fulham 3 Sheffield United 1 complete <laughs> overshadowed Johnny a Johnny Quang I don't even want to to think about what that is in the London vernacular Um, so uh, yes Fulham 3 Sheffield United 1 a game obviously overshadowed by the injury at Chris Basham best wishes to him Uh, horrible injury for a Mm. terrible and and, you know when you saw Mm. the reaction of an old pro albeit in Mm. another shirt when Ream went over to Mm. him to, to cradle his head you knew, I mean, I'm, we're watching it from a television screen and we're 100 yards away from it. You just know it was something awful. Yeah. Um, and one hates to see, because, you know, 
could Chris Basham be more of a brilliant servant to that club? And you mm. don't want that to be the last action in a Sheffield United shirt. And it, unfortunately, it, it does overshadow the rest of the game, doesn't it? Yeah. You have to be truthful. Well, he could well be listening this afternoon if he wants a bit of a football fix because he's had one op. He says he's got another one. He's yeah. had the clean-up op. Bless, then... well, bless you, Chris, if you are. Yeah, man. indeed. We, we wish you a speedy recovery and back playing soon. But um, the other... I mean, it's not the first time we've said this in this slot, but what a great bit of business William proved the feeling was he was a bit of a busted flush after Arsenal but um, you know uh, Marco Silva didn't he? he it was a good bit of business from his point of view and that was a great performance I've watched a lot of him over the years he's a funny player William he has when he fancies it he has these spells where he plays really really well then he has quite a few games where he's like not on it at all Right. but that is him and when he is on it he's tremendous yeah, and he was part of, you know, the, the bits and pieces that Fulham did well, which eventually were too much for Sheffield United. I mean, their first goal, um, you know, you wouldn't concede a goal like that in the Championship in a thousand years. No. Um, four <clears throat> touches, all of them perfect to get the goal. Um, and then, of course, you get a bit of luck. Tom Kearney's oh. brilliant lob. I mean, he was... He, he does that every day in training. Of course, he, he falls, falls over. Yeah. You know that thing when you slip? <laughs> it could have been put for diving as, while scoring the goal, couldn't he, yeah. truthfully? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you do, when you slip, you see... Slide. I remember I remember Gronkia, that it's such an important goal in Chelsea's history. He fell over as he struck it and it made a difference the way it went. Yeah, he'd yeah. never do that in a million years, but no, no. Uh, he, was, he was properly milking it. There was no sense yeah. as he as he willed away telling, I think one of his teammates to shush, he'd probably said, don't shoot, you idiot. He <laughs> <laughs> don't get too many, Tom, does he? So he yeah. needs to make the most of them, yeah. So uh, Fulham, 12th on 11 points. I mean... About par, I'd say. I'd par. probably say par, yeah. 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 Sheffield United, I mean, you have to be brutally honest. I think mm. at this stage we didn't expect a lot else of them. We ex probably expected them to be bottom three, although Paul Wenkinbottom won't like to hear that. So, I mean, bottom of the table, you have to say below par, but not a lot, I wouldn't say. No, not on this no, stage. No, that, that's, that's par to expectation. I, mm, I, give yeah. them the, I give them the slight kudos that they've been more closely involved in games than I would have expected at this stage of the season. Yeah. So, that, that's, a, that's better. We've still got Everton, Bournemouth, Burnley, Chelsea, Luton, Spurs and Palace Forest uh, to uh, squeeze in, which we will do very shortly. Danny Kelly's with us. We're here with Toolstation. Save up to 25% on trade quality to walk products in-store, online or on the Toolstation app. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Danny Kelly's with us. We're looking back over the Premier League weekend. Just before we continue with the games, maybe there's another little cool topic today. I just don't get it. Um, Philip in Brighton's kicked us off. He says, what is it with the love-in with Declan Rice? I'm always amazed after every game how everyone waxes lyrical about right, his performance. Well, yes. <laughs> I watched intently how much influence he had on the game yesterday. Virtually zero. No positive <laughs> contribution at all. A few reasonable tackles, one good intervention does not mean you dominate the game. So it's, it just yeah, it's, doesn't it's get that it. position, though. I don't, I I don't mean, agree it, with Philip. Yeah, I don't agree with either. And it's the same with Kaiseido. Sometimes it's, you it's don't really funny, notice what it, they it, do these It's people. arguably the way we're now pushing <coughs> forward it's arguably the critical position in mm, modern football sure. teams and it's the one which is the least visible and that's maybe what's mm, that's causing our, our, our excellent um, contributor mm. to be so ferociously wrong yeah and it's where the big bucks are you know it's where people nope. are spending never, they're not spending it on strikers as much they're spending yeah. it on defensive midfield well there are no yeah. strikers to spend it on no, to be that's fair. very true <laughs> okay we move on to Evan 3 Bournemouth won and you say we talked the other week about big results for Everton then they go out and lose to Luton but there was I mean look Bournemouth um, were not at it at all and we'll come on to them but that was a great a great result to, for Everton wasn't it Danny? You can put the two things together can't mm. you? 
Bournemouth are the worst of all possible things now, a really hard-working mess. They can't even, <laughs> they really can't fall back and we've got to work hard. They seem to me to be working absolutely flat out mm. to produce a terrible d- display. Mm. And if you're bad enough that you allow Everton, who played very well on the, uh, on their own patch there, to have 20, this is Everton, 25 shots at goal, yeah. you are going to lose a lot of football matches. But hats off to Everton and uh, Jack Harrison got yeah. a wonderful goal. Uh, I'm surprised he was fit. There's such as the severity of his parting. I'm always worried he's going to have a cut on his head. <laughs> how, do they, how do they do that sharp? The sharpness nice, of that. It must be. It yeah. must have a special tool you, for that. That thing where you you forget that a club have signed a player when he scored. I went, oh, I didn't know Jack Harrison was at yeah. Everton. Oh, <laughs> lovely Jack. There he is. Turning. It was a nice beautiful finish. finish. It was. And yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah and, and, and Everton have got too many good players to be in trouble. I mean, as long as they keep. Calvert Lewin fit. They've got the backup striker they bought in the summer, and Harrison. I, I, they, they, they'll be fine. Yeah. Um, got, but Bournemouth, got, so they must yeah, back Sean Dyche. They're definitely yeah. going to stick with Dyche because does does uh, Iriola survive? I mean, you know, the owners have got money. They are ambitious, um, um, and this has not been a great start. You could say he needs time to adapt to the Premier League, but there ain't no time to adapt in the Premier no, League. So, so the no, there are no games to adapting in, are there? Yeah, his crew neck um, and shirt choices are very odd for me. You know, is that is oh. that is that what you're? you're Basing the whole thing on mm. crew neck and shirt mm. combo. Yeah, you don't like that as a look. Well, last week was worse, but this week even the charcoal shirt with the black crew neck. Not oh, sure. it's like a fashion. Uh, he, you know, they 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 can't let him go. Surely, logically, taste because it makes you look a mug. But that doesn't seem to bother the owners of football no. clubs, does it? It's so difficult with managers. I mean, you know, Villa didn't stick with Steve Gerrard, and it worked out brilliantly for mm. them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Forrest stuck with Steve Cooper, and that worked out brilliantly for them. So it's too difficult to know what to do. And that was the first time in a year, in almost a year, that Evan had scored more than uh, mm. once in a game at Goodison. So, wow. Uh, they've it's, put up on the Evan, but that was better. There's a lot of ways to form result. I think Sean Dyche regularly spanks yeah. Bournemouth. So, um, so Bournemouth in the bottom three. I mean, you've got mm. to say that's below par because you'd expect more oh, from them as well, an established well Premier League par, side. So below par, Danny, are we saying? I'd say I'm not so sure that it's that much below par. I don't mm. recognise their pattern of play. I don't know what kind of team they are. Yeah, and they that were tends to be year, a real though. problem. And yeah, but that was last year. And Everton, 16th mm. on seven points. Yeah, that's par. Par. Oh, OK. Well, that's slightly worrying for the Evertonians, but well, there no, we are. You're know, really yeah. to do much better than that. You know, they're but limited. I think, I think things are picking up. Uh, Burnley, one. Chelsea, four. Free scoring four. Chelsea. Angry, angry Raheem Sterling. That's what you want. You want him not yes. to be picked. He, he played. It was a bit of a it strange game. Chelsea it? weren't mm. great in the first half in that game. They didn't pick up from where they left off against Fulham. And it was a little bit troubling, but... They're fortunate to get back into it, but the second half they were excellent and they deserve to win. Yes. Yeah, and if there is a changing of the guard um, with England's wide players, because they've got all these good young ones coming through, we don't need to forget, and he did remind us that Raheem Sterling can play football. I thought, he, mm. you know, again, he was just absolutely brilliant and um, mm. far too much for Burnley, who, you know, we love Vincent Company, don't we? Uh, and mm. yet he he's not even trying to talk his way out afterwards now. He, he just sort of stares underneath from the peak of his cap and goes, well, there you are. These things happen, mm. you know. Then you looked at the fixtures. They had some tough games, certainly at Horrible. home. Yeah, so they've lost all five mm. home matches, but they've played some some decent sides oh, at the yeah. top of the same. Do you know Chelsea's talisman is at, is at the moment? You never lose when he plays. Who? Cucurella. 
Oh, very good. Yeah. You've won all four games <laughs> when he has featured. I've done a good job at right back. I've got this theory yeah. about playing opposite sides because so many teams now play on the right, they play a left footer that cuts in and the yeah. opposite. And so if your fullback is that way inclined, then you're, you, you're ready for the bloke that cuts inside. I think it's quite, you might see more teams doing that. It was quite yes. interesting. But Reese James will be back after the international break. Chelsea, it's been a bit frustrating, really. They've, they've played a lot better than where they are in the table. Mm. You know, they they you know they should have beaten Bournemouth. They had four great chances in the first 20 right. minutes. They should have been 2-1 up at West Ham. They should have got at least a draw against right. Forrest, and they should have got... But would, uh, you say, beaten Villa. would you say uh, uh, 11th on 11 points, they're below par? Punching, Andy? <laughs> or par? You've got to say below par, for goodness no, sake. No, I'd say, given the transition, given the uh, difficult job for Pochettino, I'd say they're about par, but improving. And they could finish, you know, a lot higher than that. OK. I'd, I'd have, I'll, go, I'll go with improving, but yes. they are below par. Look I would that. say below par. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would. I, it's no, no, it's what I expected. I expected right. it would be very, very difficult for him. If you remember back at Spurs, his first seven games were, were tricky. Yeah. He's starting to turn it around. Let's see where they oh, end yeah. up. Oh, yeah, I don't doubt and they're going to get better. Let's see where they are next season. I think they're going to be sure. very good. Again, same thing. We've got to move on, Stick Andy. with Stick with Poch, Luton, whatever you We've do. got two games in a minute. Uh, Luton nil, Tottenham Hotspur one uh, was the final mm. score. Um, again, we said papering over the cracks earlier on. And, I, you know, it was a great rearguard action against 10 mm. men. But I think, you know, we have to be honest with ourselves. Any top 10 team uh, with an, a proper attack would have put three goals past Spurs in. The, and I know Tottenham should have been 3 0 up within about sure. two seconds. But still, <laughs> yeah. um, they, look, they have, they've, we've been lucky. You need a bit of luck along the way. We've had a little bit of luck along the way. Uh, is, your, is your general competent? Is your general lucky? Those are the mm. two questions. Yeah, uh, yeah the Spurs, are, Spurs are getting away with things that they can't expect to get away with in the long term. But it was great to see a bit of spirit in the team when they found that the situation they had against Liverpool reversed mm. uh, this week. And, I mean, as for Basuma, um, it's oh. only 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm not allowed to use the words <laughs> I want to about no, it. Great, I, ha- it. I hate diving anyway, but incompetent diving oh. is the worst kind, isn't yeah. it? Um, he's, I mean, he's, he's currently in the barrel, but Andy thinks he has another suggestion that could oust mm. Basuma from the barrel. He's going to have to be really bad to get in the barrel. It is. Yeah. Um, Tottenham, you, it, they are punching. They're, they're, it's, a, again, punching it's, a new, yeah. it's a new... Andy, are you agreeing there? massively punching I mean I do think they'll be top four I think Ange has done a great job he's made you much better to watch and much more entertaining but a couple of injuries and this is injuries that are going to make such a difference over the course of the season keep those centre-halves fit the whole season and yeah top four I mean Luton off 17th they're outside the bottom uh, three so are we saying they are um, punching or are we saying punching Punching, punching go. yeah. They punching. could easily have expected to Out of bottom, all the ones they? struggling, I think they've done yeah, the best. That win at Everton mm. was big. So there yeah. we are. Um, one more to go. Uh, the last on match of the day, the last with us. Palace nil, Forest nil. Uh, Murillo, of course, was the absolute oh, standout. What a, what yeah. a great play. That's your centre-half to watch him well, on yeah, amazing we must run. We about him because he looks Yes, fantastic. we will. We'll talk to Tim on Wednesday. You, you know, it wasn't quite the snooze fest that this uh, venue and Roy Hodgson and the scoreline suggested. Mm. And you, I, you, I'm trying to say... It's worth the money to see Murillo's run, but of course the money is sixty and seventy quid. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think that's true to be honest. Yeah. Um, but you know, Palace. Let's put it this way: P- 
Palace without their creative players who are both out injured and Roy in his 400th game of doing Roy, nil-nil mm. was always a likely result, yeah. wasn't it? They got 11 injuries, strange. Palace, at the moment. Raksaki looked good, the, the young lad, the young lad they're playing oh, yeah. for them. So they've, they've yeah. got some I like Steve Wilson's from. comment on match of the day. They knew they'd be last, but I didn't quite get He was sort of talking about Roy and saying no. he's revered outside of Europe, but he's, not, he's underestimating this country. I don't think that's true. I think people no. really appreciate what a brilliant manager he's been. Yeah. Um, yeah, a spell at Liverpool might have caused one or two people to raise an eyebrow, but yeah. he's a, a superb manager. So what more many injuries, Taiwan, you out for another yeah. month, and SA, and honestly, yeah. every team is really suffering, I think. Um, so, Palace, uh, 12 points, ninth. What are we saying? Well, we, I, we, I mean, with the injuries, I'd say... I well, just punching, above par. Punching, just just above par. Yeah. punching a lot above yeah. par, I'd say. And um, what of uh, Forrest? Forrest finds himself 12th with 11 points. About right. About I'd say right, about yeah. right, about par. Yeah. So uh, who's going to kick Basuma yeah. out of the barrel, Andy? Oh, Nathan Ake. There are nine me. points, you're right. Nathan Ake. Nathan Ake, four. Why? For, why? <clears throat> he, missed the, he missed the chance that would have made the game completely different, and it yeah. was a really easy chance. Yeah. And then he heads the ball in for an own goal. This That's... is where we came in, Danny, in being bitter. <laughs> yeah. Being bitter about Stick Arsenal. Him in the barrel. It was I'm a afraid. I'm afraid, as Jonathan Pierce said, a proper walk of shame, even though he's our player. And <laughs> that, I was, that was great commentary, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it? No, Shameful. Yeah, Shameful. Yeah, yeah, I, thought, I thought JP was going to start throwing veg at him as he, from the commentary box. It's oh, fantastic. it was so stupid. I mean, you, yeah. know, you, you try and give footballers all, mm. of the, mm. all of the slack you can. It was idiotic. Yeah. Where's the music? Where's Captain Pugwash? Do you have a bit of Captain Pugwash? Yeah, come to, on. Yeah, I know it's half past three. Don't put oh, the engineer in the barrel. He's not happy. Here we go then. Eves, get, get in the barrel. Nathan Ake, <laughs> you're not allowed in. I think you should be in there, <laughs> no. but the boys don't think you should. No, definitely <laughs> Eve Basuma for that appalling dive. Uh, Danny, we'll catch up with you next week. Thanks very much. Love that, man. Bless you. There Cheers. we are. There's uh, Danny Bye. Kelly Cheers, there looking Danny. back over the uh, weekend. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We mentioned earlier on we could probably open up mm. the uh, the cool topic of I just don't get it or I just don't get them. There may be a player that you just don't get. Philip in Brighton contacted us earlier when mm. we were chatting to Danny and said he doesn't get 
Declan Rice. Um, I think we, we talked about the importance of the central defensive midfield. He said, thanks for suggesting I don't understand the position of central, <laughs> central uh, defensive <laughs> midfielder. But that's not the case. I can see how Rodri, Kimmich, Verratti, Brozovic, Kamavinga influenced the game. Each of these gets out of Rice, in my view. I'm sticking to my guns. Yeah, so it's just sometimes you don't get agree. a player. Yeah. You, you get, you yeah, don't it's get a it, game yeah. of opinions. I don't me. get the Kardashians, as I was saying to you earlier. Well, I'm in central defence, <laughs> I think but they, they play a lot... They play with a bit what more. What do they They're actually do? I don't get it. Well, you know... They, 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 What's the point? They've got no talent, have they, really? They've, they're really inverted fullbacks. I mean... <laughs> That's a, it's a bit of an odd gear change, isn't it? I don't Sorry. get the Kardashians either. Is this no, sort of just, Keith and Alan Kardashian? Ben Hamlet. Ben Winston, our old friend, who I'm a big fan of, is a brilliant TV producer yeah. and worked with me when he was about 14. He's a tremendous guy. But he, he's just produced this thing with the Kardashians. I think it's a documentary. And I said to him on Instagram, what do these people do? What is yeah. it about? What, I don't get it. But then, you know, that's We me. mentioned the other day, we think Kim Kardashian's going to go out on the road doing the Northern Working Men's Club as an event act. <laughs> I thought she'd go out on loan. I think that would be a good series. <laughs> but we'll say one of those very shonky old puppets that you can buy on eBay. An old bloke in a ginger wig puppet. And she's, like, working all the clubs, Rotherham, Barnsley. It's like a Westie. It'd be great. She'd just go out. Um, do you want today's pointless survey? I'd do a week on the bins. I'd watch that. Yeah, getting up at four o'clock in the morning. I love a pointless survey. We always yeah. have done over the years. This one's so marvellously pointless. They don't even mention the club. The club. I'm so football. You're so football. <laughs> the team doing it. Yeah. Uh, one in ten tradespeople want either mushy peas, gravy, or mayonnaise with their fry up, mm. according to a survey. Do you want a sign of the? Do you want a sign of the culinary apocalypse, Andy? Oh, yes, I know you love these stories. Oh yeah, go on. It's uh, the good people at Uncle Ben's. Uh, did a survey, Ben's original, yeah. and it's you're at least they love, got a mention. I know you're going to you're going to be really upset. This going to upset you. This. Okay. One in five Brits reckon they cannot make beans on toast. Oh, for God's sake! Uh, they admit they've never rustled up the simple snack. We're told, and we're not confident in trying. Oh, for goodness' sake! That's ridiculous. These are the concerns they have. Right? Oh, yeah. They're worried about how long to cook the beans. That's the top concern. Well, you don't want to boil them, that's for sure. No, don't put them in the kettle. Quite clear instructions on the side of a tin yeah. of baked beans. Eat thoroughly. OK, followed by if they should drain the beans. That seems a bit... Quite a dry bean. Uh, whether they should be microwaved. Yes, they can be, but not in the tin. <laughs> on a firework display. And how toasted the bread should be. Oh, yeah. So what I had to say about that restaurant on Saturday night. Um, well, I, I, I toast. I can't you, believe I can't get over know, that. Okay. I'll hold that thought. Hold that thought, Andy. <laughs> hold that thought. So there we are. That's your sign of the culinary Four apocalypse pounds today. Three slices of toast. Just very quickly, things you were hit with. 1985, Ryder Cup at the Belfry. I got slapped in the face by Seve Ballesteros' divot. <laughs> It actually stuck on, and I had to peel it off. Oh, that's a good look. I bet it's on telly, isn't it? Of, yeah, a little bit of a little bit of mud on your face. Beautiful. Thank you for sending that in. <laughs> what did you get hit with? We've got all sorts of things, not just balls. This is off of Tommy Fleetwood hitting a fan, unfortunately, the other day. But the guys are all right. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. 
Yes, it is time for Clips of the Week Pewter. Um, every Monday, we dust off uh, a few old clips. We can't call them gold. They've not been sort of heavily curated. They're not classics, but they are warts mm. and all. There's a few classics in there, usually. Oh, OK, is there? Yeah, there well, often is one. Well, today, but usually is. Well, these are from May 2005. Mm. The, the producer puts them uh, together every week. The only man in the UK still with a mini-disc player because we found an old box of them gathering dust in the corner with some old clips on. So here they are, digitised and cleaned up. And uh, where should we start, Andy? Well, let's start with a caller to Keith Arthur on Fisherman's Blues. Uh, Lyle's in Horsham. Hello, Lyle. Hello. Hello, good morning. You all right, mate? I'm good, yeah. What do you want to talk about? About fishing, mate. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Back in the day when Keith was doing the show, as yeah. he'd start at six o'clock in the morning, yeah, yeah. clearly people had just come in. Yeah. Um, or then you know, they, yeah, or they'd true. been staying up all night for all sorts of reasons, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they'd come on a bit. They say, "Hey, I've never listened to your show before, yeah, but I've been But I've always wanted to go fishing." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Keith would really give them a complete rundown mm. of how they can get started, their local tackle shop where they lived, and you just knew once they'd slept it off, they'd have no recollection <laughs> of the conversation they had with Keith at about six o'clock in the morning when they just got in eating a bacon sandwich. Anyway, uh, this is Ian Collins telling Mike Parry uh, what he had coming up on the show. From moneysavingexpert.com, Martin Lewis is with us here in the studio taking your calls about any aspects of money, finance, debt, you name it, he's here. Not Martin Lewis from The Professionals. No. <laughs> I don't think so, because he wasn't in be- The Professionals. You no, know, it's a beautiful amount. It's yeah. Martin Shaw and Lewis Collins. Of course it is, yeah. It's classic parry, isn't it, in a nutshell. Yes. Brilliant. Over to Alan Brazil on Breakfast Now with one of his trademark questions. You know, maybe you spoke to someone after the game, one of your cousins, your brother who was over there. What is it all about? Please uh, email us and tell us why all of a sudden over the past few months. Why? What's the reason? Mm. Do you know someone over there who can maybe uh, get us in and and, and and just why, why, why? <laughs> why? We would have definitely done Delilah these days. Yeah, that would have, would have been done. a musical <laughs> remix, wouldn't it? Definitely. Definitely. Uh, Mike Parry now, who was uh, talking snooker with the late, great Willie Thorne. I don't fancy Hendry to beat Ronnie in the final over that distance, mm. but anybody else, I think Hendry could win again. John, John Higgins always excites me, Willie. <laughs> you need a comma in there. I think that's a classic. You, de- you, 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 do, uh, you do need a comma in there. <laughs> it's very funny. Here's a caller to Howard Hughes. Not Howard Hughes. Not the, that uh, Howard Hughes. The multi-millionaire. <laughs> no. Okay, right. <laughs> Who sounded like he was typing out his response at the same time. Well, let's see if my friend Connor in Belfast can do this. Connor, you're on TalkSpot. Hello, Howard. It's nice to talk to you. Good to talk to you too, Connor. My uh, my coincidence story occurred about a mo- uh, about a year ago, and um, whilst I had been playing football, uh, my wife's aunt uh, and her mother had arrived at her grandmother's house and, and going through various paperwork and um, photograph albums and such things as as the circumstances dictate. What if he works in a courtroom? I like to imagine listening to that. Though I imagine Connor doing Irish dancing. That's what it was. It wasn't typing at all. It was, his, a, it was that, his, that one really was pewter, wasn't it? Pewter. It, it was his feet going flatly out. I think. No, um, yes. What a great clip that there. Really. Back, back to Alan Brazil now. Looking ahead to an exciting show. Mm. There'll be a sports breakfast election special, yes, with expert analysis from co-hosts Tony Banks and Stephen Norris as we find out the result of the election and who will rule the country for the next four days. I'll obey Four-day election. <laughs> Four-day rule. That would drive that would drive you mad four days, wouldn't it? Anyway, <laughs> this is Nigel Botherway on Fisherman's Blues. 
I wonder I wonder when we'll come to the times when you go into Tesco's or Sainsbury's and they've got a tackle section. Well, it's 18 years on, Nigel, and we're still waiting. Yeah, I'd say and not. <laughs> one day, eh, one day. Yeah, no. Uh, here's Big Al and Beaky on Breakfast with a Guest, but only, but if only we could work out who it was. <laughs> I say a very, very good morning, Tim Murdo McLeod. Murdo, morning. Morning, Alan, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Murdo. I tell you what, Murdo, um, amazing this bus stop. And the crux of all this as well, Murdo, is this, this... What about, I tell you what, Murdo, should be seeking a pay rise. <clears throat> before we look at this game at Ibrox, um, do you think it will still hinge, Murdo, just in this one game at Ibrox? Murdo, I know you're you're coaching youngsters, aren't you, in association with Coca-Cola at the moment. It's interesting, Murdo, you know, as, as Bicky says, you work with Coca-Cola on the kid. What about facilities, Murdo? Floodlights as well, Murdo. Uh, Murdo, what are the numbers like? Uh, uh, Murdo, it's, it's interesting that. Would really? They really, Murdo? Gosh. That is amazing. Murdo, great to talk to you. Murdo, Thanks, just Murdo. give me a prediction on Sunday. Uh, Murdo, see you, pal. <laughs> Thank you. Again. Cheers. Screaming blue murder. Yeah, that yeah, clip was murder. That was absolutely. <laughs> There's been a murder. Went to murder. murder. Um, so uh, over to Andy Townsend now. About nine minutes past six, the sun come up around the Oxford area yep. for me, and it was like a big, fir- like big ball of fire. Well, there is a reason for that. Andy. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, there is. There is a reason for that. Let's go back now to Ian Collins and Mike Parry. Tony, good luck with it, mate. Thank you very much for your time. He's Tony Bennett. He's the landlord of the Otter Pub in Thorpe Marriott near Norwich. Exactly. And isn't it great on Talks Walk to hear a story involving somebody called Tony Bennett that doesn't include the words, is this the way to Amarillo? <laughs> oh, dear, mate. I left my pint in that pub. Yes. <laughs> Tony Bennett. Anyway. Dear, mate. Um, and, uh, yes, and finally we return to Nigel Botherway on Fisherman's Blues. Here are this morning's fishing news headlines. Brit beats off killer shark. Fishing's answer to Jose Mourinho. Fishermen suspected of killing porpoises. Tony Blair's pledge to anglers. New moves to save Britain's premier saltwater sport fish. Plus some hot fishing dates for your diary over the coming weeks. That's the news. It's good news, but the trouble is it lacks a bit of gravitas, (laughs) Andy, doesn't it? That's right. What do you think we should add to it? Uh, Some bongs. Some Some news at ten bongs. News at ten bongs, yeah, definitely. Here are this morning's fishing news headlines. Brit beats off killer shark. Fishing's answer to Jose Mourinho. Fishermen suspected of killing porpoises. Tony Blair's pledge to anglers. New moves to save Britain's premier saltwater sport fish. Plus some hot fishing dates for your diary over the coming weeks. That's the news. Definitely makes it weightier, doesn't it? <laughs> I'd love to hear Nigel's and finally. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was a couple of and finally. So there we are. We dusted it. They weren't yeah, bad, not were bad. they? Well well done, a few John. good ones good. in there. So nice. thank you very much. We'll dust off a few more from... Uh, vintage clips for you next week and the regular clips of the week are back on Friday as always if you do spot something on the station a number of you have over the weekend and sent them to us uh, then uh, do let us know and um, at uh, TSH&J uh, on Twitter uh, talksport.com forward slash H&J um, 81089 you can send it to us you can text it to us if you spot a clip you think could make the clips of the week uh, on Friday as always we need a day and a time when you heard it go out so we've got a fighting chance of tracking it down and if it's played you will get credit and the uh, we've got the clips of the week available as a podcast and the clips of the week extra that we do with oh, yeah. um, Apple Apple only at the moment it's a kind of deep dive into uh, some uh, clips a kind of director's cut from some clips of a presenter or the callers or commentators mm. or whatever and we also do a kind of everything must go Andy's mad clippings that we get stuck into the ones he can never get round to on the show so um, for an extra helping 
free for you to try. Uh, go and check it out wherever you get your Apple cod- podcast. I take it it's uh, no, Apple. Not a podcast. Not a podcast. <laughs> well, that's Fisherman's Blues podcast. That is that is the podcast. <laughs> Jeff Peters is going to join us uh, later on. Yeah, it's TalkSport Plus on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Jeff Peters will join us uh, to talk a bit of EFL. There's plenty going on with Birmingham making changes and Leicester City, top of the trees, beloved Leicester City. We did ask you what you've uh, been struck by uh, over the years after Tommy Fleetwood managed to catch uh, a, a golf fan the other day, um, Drew Blood, unintentionally. I was 11 when I got knocked out by a wayward shot from Aldershot fullback Nigel uh, Edwards. My dad went berserk and tried to get on the pitch to remonstrate. Mm. That's the risk you take when you go and watch a football match, isn't it, really? <laughs> I hope you can turn on the player. I think the complaint about the poor effort on goal, uh, not so much his son being Polak, says uh, Darren in Lincoln. I've been struck. You've been struck with a ball. Have you only over the years? You ever read that? Um, I've mentioned before, Alan, uh, yeah, Alan, Hudson. One, yeah. Alan Hudson actually got in touch and apologised one day. But yeah, caught me right down the old snorkel park. I did park once head one for six with Aravinda de Silva in a Bunbury game. He, hit he headed ball. a cricket ball. Well, I was fielding on the boundary. Mm. And I went to go and catch it. And of course, I'm a terrible fielder. Yeah. And it basically hit me on the head. It went for six and left a nice mark on my cap. Just, oh, no. I was lucky. It could have been... Bet that guy laughs. I got him out, though. Oh, OK. Well, later on. Yeah, subsequently. Okay. Congratulations. Thank you. Stuart, uh, the QPR fan, has only played squash once. He said that was no fun. Two matches... Well, actually, twice. Both times I played two direct hits in the eye, resulting in uh, Shiner. That's right, he's played the game twice, got black eyes twice. So uh, mm. do keep telling us your stories. A tree branch on the 18th at the 2010 course at Celtic Manor whilst watching the BMW Championship, says Marcus in Bristol. Dangerous uh, watching uh, golf, clearly. So, yeah, c- uh, keep those coming. Uh, talksport.com, text 81089, tweet J. Uh, we brought you the story earlier on of Kanye West wearing a, an old Gaelic football jersey from a school in West Belfast. No one knows how he got it, and we have indeed tracked down the principal of the school. She will be giving us her take on what she made of uh, Kanye West wearing uh, a, a top from back in 2008. You can't get much more random than that, but it is Kanye West. So, yes, we'll be discussing that a little bit later on. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. <laughs> Yes, uh, the deadly duo of um, Alan uh, Brazil and Ray Parler there. And uh, at the moment, we've got the Cheltenham Literary Festival. Mm. You do like to imagine both of them, because they like Cheltenham, making the mistake thinking it's the Cheltenham Festival, going along (laughs) to do some shows. And it's the Literary Festival. It wasn't quite what they expected. But they're going to have to make the best of it while they're uh, they're there. So one of the listeners uh, suggested that maybe they could do readings or discuss a couple of Ian Fleming's fine uh, books. Glenn Livett, Let Die, they've suggested. <laughs> Double Diamonds Are Forever. And uh, the Sun Tzu masterpiece, The Artois of War. They'd be they'd be quite big into that. So, yes, you can keep suggesting what they get up to at the Cheltenham Literary Festival. Dave Stevens from Coralty yes. on, on the Booker Prize. I think he's probably <laughs> given us the odds on the Booker Prize. That's right. Now, hmm. uh, a little bit of Gaelic Games history for you. Uh, I've just discovered this via the, the, the power of the internet. Back in 2008, St Mary's completed an Ulster College's double, winning both the McGeehan Cup and the McLaren Cup for the first time in the school's history. Congratulations. Yeah, them. It was a long time ago, but you know, you never go yeah. something like that. But um, the reason we bring that up today is that uh, an eagle-eyed, uh, I don't know if it was a, an ex-pupil of, of St Mary's, noticed that in a uh, video of Kanye West having a, a pedicure, uh, he happened to be wearing a top that was kind of specially minted mm. for that win 
in the McLaren Cup. It was a it was a, a kind of very short run. Um, there's not many of them out there, and so everybody's wondering where did he get it from? Why is he wearing a Gaelic uh, football mm. top to commemorate a fine cup victory from it's a school in West Belfast? Considering it was once used for yeah. sport, um, it's about 17 years old. Uh, well, it's, it is absolutely uh, vexing uh, everybody at the moment, and that does include the principal of the school, uh, Siobhan Kelly. Siobhan, good afternoon. Good afternoon, and thank you for speaking to us this afternoon. Oh. We're, we're delighted to be causing a little stir across the world. So um, it doesn't often happen for a school in West Belfast, so we're delighted. It's an amazing story, though, isn't it? I mean, it's so out there. It's, I, I'm, I'm not surprised you've been inundated were with Were you media. aware of this? When did you first mm. become aware of it, Siobhan? Well, Thursday evening, there was lots of chat uh, between staff and past pupils. Now, we would have a, a number of our staff who were on that team and obviously play a lot of Gaelic sports. So they noticed on a video, which seemed quite genuine, Kanye West was wearing one of our, our tops. And then, of course, a little bit of history that evening. And on Friday as well, we, we, we recognised that, that it was the top that was designed for the McLaren Cup. It was a cup final. It was, it was played on St. Patrick's Day in 2008. And then a little bit more further research, we discovered there was only 35 of those tops. And they were only exclusively given to the playing squad and the management on that occasion. So, And, of course, then the students and the team went on to win that match. So it was a highly coveted top. And, um, you know, anyone who was on that match, they're not going to give them away very easily. So it's it's just a very interesting story. Very, I, very interesting. Well, I know a lot of people, have, a lot of media outlets have reached out to Kanye's people and they're awaiting an answer of where mm. he got it from. But I suppose the other option is to go to the 35 people who own one of those and find out who hasn't got one, I guess. <laughs> it's a bit laborious. <laughs> yes, I know, I know. And over the weekend, and uh, even just in my, my own local home area, there, you know, boys would have been on that team, and there, there's a lot of chat and people saying, you know, they're going to their attics and checking out to see if they have one of these tops. So we did have one of our staff members who had the original top, so our local papers were in and obviously took photographs of the original top. So we do have the copy, and it genuinely seems that Kanye is wearing is wearing that top so it's just it's i think i suppose maybe the world is getting smaller and you know with travel and everything that there's a chance he was given it as a gift he he, he maybe got it you know picked it up somewhere in a charity shop sometimes people who are extremely well off um shop in, in the strangest places so maybe he picked it up in, the, in a charity shop yeah. you wouldn't know. Mm. The other thing is we have an awful lot of our past pupils who have settled in America mm-hmm. in the States, Gaelic uh-huh. Games in the States as well so you're, you, you're never quite sure how, how that happened. I did hear over the weekend that Kanye was in Northern Ireland in 2008 so yes and um, I think he was playing here and uh, I certainly heard that from family members no 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 he's more of a hurler I understand (laughs) so I don't know whether he was actually just gifted it on that occasion it is hard to know but huge amount of speculation Uh, the students are thoroughly enjoying it our PE sports uh, sports mentors across the school and our PE department Mm. are are getting an awful lot of mileage out of it and uh, it's just 
just been a, a bit of a happy story for, for the school. Are you tempted to do another sort of run of these, maybe more than 35? <laughs> Is there a hot fashion, <laughs> fashion item That's not there? a bad idea, yeah, actually. We, you, you know this, we're always looking at ways to fundraise, and it has been speculated that we, we may well do something like that just as a bit of fun for maybe one of our charities. But, it uh, yeah, it, it has certainly caused a, a, a buzz around the school and... Yeah. Uh, it's um, just a, a nice, happy story. And it really broke on Friday, you know, just as we're heading into the weekend and uh, students were, I was out on lunch duty with the boys and they, there was a lot of chat on, on the grass pitches and on, on our 3G. You know, Miss, do you know, is Kanye, you know, is Kanye going to visit the school? And, you know. <laughs> I mean, it pops so, up in assembly. That would be yeah, a shock, that'd be brilliant. Yes, it certainly, it certainly <laughs> would be very, very interesting. But even just from the sports point of view, we're looking at the positives. Many of our students, we do a lot of sports here and many of our students would have training 7.30 in the morning, maybe a couple of mornings a week. And, you know, in the rainy winter Northern Ireland climate, it's not always the nicest. So it's a way of encouraging our students to continue with their with their their sports. And, you know, there's the, you know this is St Mary's. We're very proud of our, our ethos and our history. And look, Kanye West is, is wearing our top. So, yeah. We're, we're using it to our benefits, let's say. Well, let's hope he does get back to those media, or he gets back to you, and uh, nice. and we, you can find yeah. out exactly where it came from, and because yeah. it is a mystery, but it um, it would be good. But uh, look, lovely to talk to you, Siobhan. Thanks very much for joining us. You too. Thank you, Paul and Andy. Bye bye. There Pleasure. we are, Siobhan mm, Kelly. There, uh, the principal of St Mary's there in West Belfast, and uh, yeah, let's hope we can get to the bottom of it. I mean, he was at the house having his pedicure of uh, Thai dollar sign. Now, I don't know if that's Thai dollar sign, as in Thai mm. furlong. I don't, know if he's, I don't know if he's Irish. And maybe that's where the top uh, came from. I've got no idea. But, uh, yeah, what about that? Um, let's see if we can... Somebody needs to... Does anybody... Anybody out there know Kanye can put a call in? Oh, yeah, sure. That's Andy Goldstein's well-connected. <laughs> that's true. That's probably a phone number he's got uh, in his book. So, anyway, we'll see see what he can do at four o'clock. He will be here with uh, Darren Bent. Before all of that, though, we're going to be chatting to Phil with the Fox, Jeff Peters, All Matters Championship and beyond, uh, some interesting stories. And, of course, Leicester going into the national break. Top of the tree. Yeah. Uh, going Amazing. rather well under new management. Mm. We'll look at what's changed. Um, what else have you been hit with? We were looking for a few more of those. Uh, when I was younger, I was sitting in a town centre, um, minding my own business, when my mate picked up an onion from outside a shop and hit me in the eye with it from 40 metres. That made you cry. It, it certainly <laughs> would, on two levels, down in Colchester. Um, it's, it's got a good arm, though. Like, you got him into the local... Got a, a trial for Essex <laughs> would have been uh, would have been rather good. Uh, good. So uh, keep those coming. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet uh, TSH&J. At the Cheltenham um, Literary Festival, you could just about hear and saying Kafka, anyone? <laughs> uh, you, need, you need to know your need That's to know really your clips funny. of the week uh, for that one. That's brilliant. Um, so yes, uh, and we mentioned earlier on that Paul Pogba, in light of this failed drug test, has been put on um, two thousand euros a week, month, by, a month, on two thousand euros a month by yeah. um, by Juventus. Mm. Um, so I think it's fairly safe to say his money's gone down subsequently. And Michael, the Liverpool fan, said, I'm a joiner, and I never thought I'd earn more than Paul Pogba, but I do now, <laughs> just about, he says. Tremendous. So thank you for all well those. Yep, talksport.com, text 8189, tweet TSH and We'll talk a bit of championship football before we hand over to Andy and Darren at Forward Drive. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show as it all unfolded. Yeah, some good clips of Puto there. Oh, clips of Puto. You enjoyed those as well, yeah. So anyway... 
Um, I'll be back tomorrow with Charlie. Andy will be here on Wednesday, That's won't correct. you? Yep. Uh, plenty of uh, stuff I'm sure we, we can bring you tomorrow. So do hope you can join us from one. If not, the podcast is always available at four. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.